0: Do you feel called to serve God in your career? Check out some of the exciting job opportunities we have at Focus on the Family. We're looking to fill positions in marketing, IT, and marriage counseling. Work with other talented believers, enjoy a meaningful, Christ-centered work environment, and use the skills God gave you to encourage others and help families thrive. To learn more, visit FocusOnTheFamily.com slash careers. That's FocusOnTheFamily.com slash careers.
1: instilling a healthy self-esteem is one of the most important things you can give your son. You can't guarantee anything, but little things that I did along the way, I hope contributed to uh, my boys, we have three boys, their sense of worth, their value, their Manhood, their their journey to manhood. I would thump them in the chest. I'd fist bump them. I would give them a high five for something simple. I'd make them laugh about some flub I did and say, "Wow, you're better at this than me." There are a lot of little things you can do to add into your child's life, and we'll be exploring some of that today on this episode. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta. He's in charge of our parenting department, and we're going to return now to a conversation with Jonathan McKee. Jonathan sat with Jim Daly and me to share how you can encourage your teen son as he faces challenges. Jonathan, uh, we've been
0: talking about these four battles Mm -hmm. that young men will face. We haven't really named them. So
2: what are they? Absolutely. Uh, Sexual temptation, screens, controlled substances, and struggles with self-esteem. Those are the four biggies. Those are the ones that Mm -hmm. guaranteed if a mom comes up to me and asks a question about her son... And says, Hey, I, I got to ask you, my son, I know it's going to be one of those four things. Yeah.
0: I would think, um, you know, again, being a dad of teenagers, I would think that self image is kind of the foundation there because the other things behaviorally come from poor mm-hmm. self image and impact on your self image or wanting to be something special in the crowd, what have you. Self image, what are the obstacles there? What are the battles?
2: How do we encourage a teen boy in his self-image? No, it's a great question, especially because these four battles seem to intertwine so much. I mean, because self-image is now so tied up in screens. And so in a world where screens are becoming such a distraction, I mean, and this is this kind of new territory for us as parents, because when you look at the greater history of mankind, I mean, We've really only, you know, as a country, only had smartphones in our pockets for like the last like seven years. So this is kind of new stuff where young people are carrying social media in their pocket. I mean, because it really wasn't until 2012 that, that Snapchat and Insta and all this stuff emerged. And since then, every expert out there is pointing to this social media and these devices in our pockets as the source to all the problems with anxiety anxiety. Depression, you know, the, their self esteem is so caught up in this little, I call the smartphone a little barometer of self esteem. And if you think about this for a guy today, it's like, well, how many friends do you have? A lot of them would, well, let me check real quick. They go right to their device. Sure. I'll tell you how many friends I have. Right. You know, you know how am I trending right now? What crazy thing have I done to get likes? You know, and so this is a sad situation for, and honestly, everybody's trying to kind of figure it out right now. Um, our country's in a spot where we saw both Apple and Android last year just recently come up with all of a sudden screen time limits and stuff for the first time because there was this outcry of, hey, something's wrong here. Young people are getting so caught up in devices. Uh, Scratch that. Not young people. People are Mm -hmm. getting so tied into these devices. And so that's one of the big struggles right now is helping young people realize that their identity is so much more than just the likes you receive on Insta.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know, the application again, nothing new under the sun. Jesus spoke a lot about a person's image and self image sure. and those kinds of things. So, how do you take the way Jesus spoke about self image and parlay that into a real world
2: experience with your team boy today? Well, in a world where everybody wants to be liked, I think a lot of us, you know, we're, we're going for attention in wrong ways. And Jesus was such an amazing example of someone who just cared for others. And I love just when you read Jesus' stories with your kids, and that's one of the things in the book, I tell a few stories. I tell some basic stories. We're talking like Sunday school stories, like Zacchaeus, the woman at the well. The way Jesus treated people, there was some people that I think a lot of young people can identify with today. A Zacchaeus kind of maybe made some bad choices, maybe not liked by the crowd, but yet Jesus just called out and said, Hey Zach, let's do dinner tonight. I want to hang out with you. And Jesus cared about Zach because of just the fact of who he was, you know, and it didn't matter about his past, but his future was incredibly important to Jesus. And this is one of those things where young people, again, we can get so caught up in our identity and in and, and how many actual likes we have on Instagram or, or whatever. And Our identity as a believer is in Christ. And it's so neat, the more we get to know Jesus and the more we get to know how much he values us and wants to get to know us, that is such a comfort to young people. And then there's many other ways we get into in the book, such as serving and this and that, because it's amazing when you start serving and seeing sometimes where other people are in need and the difference that you can make in someone else's life, man, there is no greater boost of self-esteem when God is using you to impact others
1: Danny this is something I think I've heard you say or observe and that is that last phrase there's no greater boost to self-esteem than when God is using you to impact others so what do you think about that and and, and go ahead and uh, kind of uh, encourage us in that way?
3: Yeah, we've talked about being contributors in God's kingdom story instead of consumers.
1: right? uh, Contributors, not consumers.
3: Not consumers. And we've talked about the seven traits of effective parenting, how it leads to that. And being contributors in God's kingdom or in in people's lives actually physiologically benefits us. It creates a a, a boost. I remember a a kid that came into my, my practice. He said, Mr. Wertz, I just love to make other people laugh. Makes me feel so good when I see another person smile or laugh. And it's, it, it is really true that when we serve others, when we give of ourselves, when we contribute to someone else's happiness, to their well being, there's a, a natural boost that takes place inside of us. And they've noticed that when kids learn that, their mental health is it a better place? Hmm. It boosts their their mental health, not only their self-esteem. Self-esteem has has a a bad rap with it, right? We can say self-confidence, and we can also say mental health, which includes many things, including the love of of who we are created to be. And once we find that we are contributors— we love who we've been created to be because we were able to show and give love, which is naturally who God created us to be. And mm-hmm. Jesus said, Hey, I'm just telling you, love one another. Yeah. And and things are simplified. That way you'll find peacefulness, you'll find joy, deep joy in that. There's a there's a great well in that and when we impact other people we do feel a sense of purpose in who we are.
1: Yeah. Many years ago, I learned about the importance of spiritual gifting in the context of the body of Christ and how we're all wired differently. And uh, I think it was popular at the time to do kind of a little self-assessment about what my spiritual gifts are. And that may or may not be an effective way to look at it, but I tried to encourage my kids— in their exercising of spiritual gifts for the benefit of others. It's a different lens, but the same kind of outcome. You know what? I notice you making a difference here. Mm -hmm. I notice you contributing. That's awesome. And I'd love to see more of that. Uh, How can I help you in that? I want to shepherd that gift that you have. And I can only hope that my kids remember some of those conversations we had about spiritual gifting and what that looks like.
3: Yeah, John, it's great that uh, those conversations with your kids as you're exposing them to the fact that your words, who you are uh, impacts another person's world. Your words even create new thoughts in another person. Man, that's, that's miraculous. Yeah. That's amazing. Our ears hear the vibrations from our mouth and and all of a sudden we're having an impact on someone else, what if those were life-giving words? And then what happens in them? And you see them encouraged, and then they flourish, and they do some great things because of the words of encouragement that you provided. That's what God intends us to engage with.
1: I really, really uh, agree with you, and I'm so glad that you brought up those thoughts, Danny. And listen, if you want something to evaluate how the relationship with your child is going, Uh, we would love to have you take our free parenting assessment. It's just a few minutes long to complete. Uh, It'll give you some insights about what you're doing well and maybe an area or two of growth. And it's built on those seven traits of effective parenting that Danny mentioned a moment ago. We'll have a link over to the free parenting assessment in the show notes. And Jonathan McKee has a wonderful resource, uh, his book, The Guy's Guide to Four Battles Every Young Man Must Face. Uh, covers what we heard today and so much more. We'll send a copy of that book to you when you make a one-time gift or a monthly pledge of any amount to the ministry here of Focus on the Family. If you've benefited from these podcasts, if that's the only thing you ever know of Focus on the Family is these podcasts, please make a donation. Help us out. Maybe you've been helped by Focus on the Family through the years, but it's been a while. Make a donation, please. And uh, regardless of how long it's been or what the size of the gift is, we'll send that book to you uh, as our expression of gratitude. And we'll have all the details in the show notes. Next time, Sheila Irwin shares how she encouraged her two sons through some difficulties that they faced. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for joining us. I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the
3: Family Parenting Podcast.